Blog Talk Radio. Gloria and I wrote this back in 1963. Back when your mom and daddy were just courting, right? Just courting. Yeah, right. Thank you. 
Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning thanking you for another Monday, another week beginning, another memorial day of celebration. We thank you for all you've done, what you're doing right now, and Father, what you're going to do, great and mighty things. There's none like you. Father, we can search all over. We'll never find anybody greater more loving, kind, and merciful than you. We thank you this morning. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for the use and activity of our limbs. Father, we thank you that you're on our side today in spite of us. Thank you for looking beyond our faults and yet meeting our needs. We're grateful to you this morning. We appreciate you, almighty God, who have all power. Our Jehovah God, we thank you this morning. We can't thank you enough because you've done so much for us. You went beyond the call for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you this morning. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, we give you all the praise. And today we worship you in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. For your spirit. And we thank you that you're here, there, and everywhere. We're taking our prayer requests, looking beyond our faults. Our oh, Father, you're there. Your eyes are in every place. You're beholding the evil and the good this morning. And we are so thankful. We come before you this morning, touching and agreeing, Father, that you would bless every household represented here, every family member, every friend, those that are near and far this morning, oh God, move by your spirit for these, your people, this day. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, we ask this morning that God, you would bless those that are sick, those that are under the weather, touch and heal today. But Father, you took a beating for the healing of the nation. There's yet healing in the hem of your garment. Move this morning. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. Do it today for the sake of your people. Lord, remove swelling. Remove inflammation from bodies. And Lord, every piece of food we put in our mouth, we ask this morning that God, if all these illnesses is coming from food, which many are, God, we ask that whatever is in the food that shouldn't be, that, God, when we get ready to eat, you would remove it. You would rebuke it for our sake. In the name of Jesus, that, God, will become a more healthier people. And that, God, we won't have to take vitamins for this. And, uh, God, that the food would do it. We know that you're able to reverse what the enemy does. 
you are able to cancel it. Do it in our food. Every believer, every Christian, every follower of Jesus Christ, every saint, do it today as we eat, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that even if vitamin, nutrients, and minerals is not in the food, that God, when we get ready to eat, when we pray over the food, you would add what our bodies need to heal and to line up with what you designed this body to do in the name of Jesus. If it's sugar, God, we ask that you would remove it. If we're addicted to sugar, God, we bind it up this morning and cast it back to the pits of hell. And ask that you would remove it. If it's fatty, God, we ask that you would bind it up and cast it back to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. To give us a more healthy body. To give us a more healthy mind. And Lord, let us be conscious of what we eat in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning. Hallelujah. We give you glory and honor. Bless those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military, Father. Widowers and bereaved families, intercessors and prayer people everywhere, Israel, Jerusalem, preachers preaching in the name of Jesus, and obedience unto you and love for your people everywhere. Bless this morning, Lord, with uncommon blessings in the name of Jesus. Bless our brothers and sisters everywhere overseas. And Lord, those who can't say your name, those who can't read the Bible, those that are having problems because it's a country that don't believe in you. So, Father, move for them in a special way. Move for their children in a special way today. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Bless the segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here today, oh God. Move by your spirit in a mighty way. Continue to bless America and the leadership of America. And Father, no longer continue to have mercy upon us in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning. We give you glory. We give you the honor. We give you praise. And again, Father, have your way here. This all belongs to you. These are your people. You made them for your pleasure. So, Lord, use me in your service this morning to be a blessing unto your people. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. There's a song that says, One More Day. Oh, thank you, Jesus, Brother Lewis. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's a song that says this. Oh, I forgot the name of the song right quick. I, I saw that information and got excited because Brother Louis has been under the weather a little bit with pain and having a fever and some other stuff. So i just been praying. I really didn't call the intercessors like I could have, but I believe God. And sometimes you just have to stand in the gap. Yeah. Okay. Okay, he said he still have the fever and weakness, but so much better. Yeah, and see, sometimes you stand in the gap, and God may use the doctor medication. He may tell you something to drink, something to eat, that take all that, whatever's going on with you, away. So sometimes it's for me to just stand, and I have to stand and stand some more. 
because God is coming in and quiet the storm is coming in and, and fix it. Yeah. So we thank God this morning. I thank him for another Memorial Day that he blessed me to see another Memorial Day. Could have been dead and gone. Yeah. Could have left this old world. But he saw fit and let me live on, and I'm thankful. He saw fit and let me work on, and I'm grateful for the work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're grateful unto you this morning, for there's none like you. Hallelujah. Almighty God. Yes, Lord. So happy Memorial Day to you, and uh, we're reflecting back on those we lost. Those we lost in the military, you know, and those family members or friends or whoever that we just lost, you know, they, they had to leave. Some of them was murdered. Some of them time was up. You know, it was just that some of them gave up. Yeah. And um, accidents, different things, you know, took our loved ones, our friends. And so we tell God, thank you today for a day that we can reflect on the goodness of these people. The things they did good, you know, the things that are funny, yeah, the good times we had with them. Because as long as you remember, their memory lives on, I mean, they live on in my mind. The memory of them, it, it caused them to live on. Yeah. I, I can think of things I did with my nephew, great-great-nephew, last Thanksgiving. I can think of things I did with my daughter years ago. Years ago, I may have been in my uh, late 20s, and I can remember things we used to do on our birthday. Yeah, we used to go to Red Lobster when it was really Red Lobster. What they got going on today, I don't know. They need to close them down. But uh, I thank God that, you know, he give us memories. Yeah. I could think back on a lot of, do you know, I can remember things when I was three years old and people won't believe that. Yeah. And a lot of the people that was back there, many are gone on, but I can tell you, we lived on a street called Amerson Street in Jacksonville and our house caught a fire. And when we moved from there, we moved on, I think it was 4th Street. And they called it Down in the Bottom. <laughs> Beautiful community. It wasn't a whole lot of houses, but a church was there, and the pastor of the church was uh, Reverend Davis. I know Jerry know Reverend Davis over there. And, um, you know, back then, things were more simpler, I would like to say. But yet it was changing even back then, even in the early 60s, uh, late 50s. Things was changing then. Yeah, it took a, a, a change, yeah. And people wasn't quite doing what they could have done. They wanted to be more modernized. They wanted to be more updated. And they wanted the new wave, new age space stuff. Oh, they couldn't wait. Now we're in some places where it's as if the, the world has flipped upside down. And in many places it has. It really has. Because the mind of the people. And see, this morning, the key to God is this. 
believing faith. And a lot of people say, well, I can't believe in what I can't see and feel. Well, I promise you, you see him every day. You feel him every day, but you're associated with just the world. It's what happened in the world. The sun shine, you feel the heat. The moon come out at night, you feel it cooler. But people won't give that to God. They think it's the universe. It's just what happened. No, it's not just what happened. It's what God allowed. It's what he made. It's what he did. In the beginning, he said, let there be light, and light appeared. He spoke it into existence. And the key to God is faith. If you don't believe, you won't receive anything. Yeah, you got to believe. And you're able to receive from him. All you have to do is just go to him and say some simple words. God, I don't know if you're real. I don't know if there is a God. But if there is, I want to believe in the God. And if you're real, I want to be real in you. But I need you to teach me. That's all you got to say and let it go. He's going to show up some way, somehow. Have an open mind to receive. Yeah, don't don't just associate everything to the natural, to what you can touch and feel. Because you can't touch the sun, but you feel it. You can't touch the moon, but you feel it and you believe it's there. Listen, you will be able to touch God with your prayer, not your emotions. But you'll be able to touch him with your prayers, what you're praying for. He's a spirit. And I know it's hard for people to believe that. They thinking on Casper the Friendly Ghost. They thinking on Ghostbusters. No, ma'am, and no, sir. It's nothing of the sort. It's much, much different. Much, much different. And if you can experience God, it's one of the most wonderful, oof, it, 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 it is the business, I can tell you that. It's something that you could never imagine until you experience. Yeah. You come in in the midnight hour. You come in early in the morning, in the in midday, early evening, late evening, whatever you want and whatever you need, if you come right in. Because even in his word, it says, if you draw now to me, it says now, which means now. If you draw now to me, I will draw now to you. But you got to come to him. He, he won't force himself on you, although he could, but he won't. He's not that kind of God. Whosoever will, let them come. Because, see, we won't be able to accuse God where well, he forced me. No, no, he's not that kind of a God. Won't force anything. Which brings me to this. We're in Exodus 21 today. Exodus 21. And God has given his laws. He's given his instructions. And today I kind of just want you to just listen to the instructions of God. And, and they're still here. Yeah, th- these same instructions basically are here he just made them in an easier way for us because he kn- he knew us. He knew this generation and the next one and the next one and the next. He know us. He know we can be rebelling. He know that's why he 
He broke the rules. He know that we are doubt. He know that sometimes we want the proof to be in the pudding. We want to just see the proof right now. He know who we are. He made us and made us for his pleasure, made us in his image. Yeah, so we should reflect and look like God. <laughs> so this morning, what we want to do is pray. It's praying time. If you haven't been praying, now is the time to begin because there's a lot coming our way. There's a lot coming our way. Things you never saw before. Things you never thought you would see before. And they think it's for older people, but the youth, the young adult, they're going to get to see. Someone told me when you turn 30, that's middle age right there. They say people don't believe it, but it's middle age. You're old. <laughs> You've been here 30 years. Look at a 30-year-old car and talk to me. Yeah. You've been here a while at 30, even at 25. 18, you've been here a while. Yeah. So look, we want to begin to seek God for the things that we want from him. If you want food during the famine, let's pray about it. If you want a better life, a stronger life in him, that you obey only him, let's pray about it. Let's pray for each other. It's praying time. We have so much to pray for. Let's pray for our country. I may be in America. You may be somewhere else. But let's pray. It's praying time. We pray for each other over in the prayer club. I'm trying to get more people to pray. And I don't know if people know how, so I may need to set a model prayer over there. But you can look at the model, but pray from your heart. That's what I believe in. I believe in telling God what I'm experiencing right now, what I want, what I feel is needed. I believe in telling God about it. My spiritual walk, if it's crooked, Lord, I, I, I need you to help me to straighten my crooked walk in you so that it'll be a straight walk in you. And I can walk in the spirit that I don't fulfill the lust of my flesh. I can stop uh, uh, serving me. Stop serving the natural barber and begin to serve the spiritual God, Jehovah, that have all power. I need to work on these praying times. We know not the day nor the hour when he's returning. And there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. You may think you're on the right path and may not be, and you have not checked it. You have not gone to God so you can take self-inventory and you'll know if you're on the right path or not. The scripture says we have not because we ask not. We're not asking God for self-inventory. We're not asking God to strengthen us and teach us his ways and give us the spirit of obedience. We, 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 we think we got it because of what some man stood in the pulpit and said. But we can go to God for ourselves. People don't like me. Preachers don't like me because I teach people the truth. 
Go to God for yourself. Learn to love God enough that you can respect him enough and have faith in him enough and, and, and trust in him enough and patience in him enough to go to him for yourself. You don't need a mediator other than Jesus. Now, that's the mediator you really need. He carry your petition, your request. He take it to God. He's the only begotten son. And I believe because that son bring it to him, not only will he hear it, but he's going to answer it. But it all starts with you believing for yourself. And, and, and remind yourself that he is, hallelujah, a rewarder of them that diligently, constantly, always, continually seeking him. Mm-hmm. And it's already all right this morning in Jesus' name. But we like to impress people. We like to play games. We like foolishness. But yet we want God to come in, and we're always talking about it. But we honor him with our lips, but our heart be far from him. Let me tell you when you honor God, when you live the way he said to live, when you go to him and you want him to fill you with his spirit, you got to ask for it. Lord, give me the evidence that I have your spirit living in me. I ain't talking about no tongue talking. Because they teach people to speak in tongues now. Tie your tie, tie your bow tie. Okay. He coming on the Kawasaki. I've seen him in the Mitsubishi. Foolishness. That's what they're doing. Because when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and tongues, it's in you. It'll come out of you. And sometimes it'll come out when you least expect it. And and depending on your audience and where you are, tongue speaking may not be necessary. But encouragement, inspiration, inspire others may be. Now, if you want to speak in tongues, ask God but the Holy Ghost, and ask him to give you the evidence of tongues, if that's what you want. But it, it, it comes with the territory most times. But what I want is a spirit of obedience like never before. That's what I'm seeking. God. I want that spirit of obedience like I never had it. Because I'm going to obey his word, and when he speaks, I'm going to obey, obey his voice. And some people don't think he's still speaking, but he is. Yeah, he's still speaking. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that brings me to this. The book of Exodus 21, chapter 21. And God has given out his instructions to the people, his laws, his rules. His, he, he given out what's going to bless us. And today the word, he inspired man to write it and leave it for us because today if we obey the word of God, we're going to have a good life. You see what's going on in the world. But you will live a great life. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. You will live a great life. You'll learn to pray. I'm praying even about my knees. I fell. Hurt that shoulder on the right side. Hurt that knee on the right side and the knee on the left side. Hit my face on the right side. It's better, but it's still a little tender. But guess what? He's a healer. 
I could have hit my head, but I turned my face. But that would have really been bad. Blood would have been everywhere. I might have had a concussion. Might have died. But God, I give him the glory and the honor and the praise because he let me live down and he didn't let me injure myself so bad I couldn't continue on. Went to the prison yesterday. Got back early. So he still gave me the ability to drive, the ability of direction. You know, I don't get on the road and forget where I'm going. Yeah. Sometimes people ask me, where you get all that energy from? I can't take the credit. God did it for me. He knew what I was standing in the need of. And it's only him that supplied me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Exodus, uh, the children of Israel, Moses and Aaron, they out there. And God gave some instructions, but he's coming back with many more. And again, today is for us too, because now the, the scripture says this, the Old Testament was written for our learning. But if he took them 10 commandments and turned them into two, all of this that he's saying, there's, there's still room to obey. Yeah. He gave us the ultimate sacrifice so we don't have to do bulls and doves. We don't have to do all that no more. Goats and sheep and lamb. We don't have to do that. But yet, with the ultimate sacrifice, we must sacrifice ourselves unto God to be workers unto him. And it's nothing strenuous. It just takes a well-made up mind. A lot of people go to physical work and they have to do the job because their mind is not made up. I learned this. Relax. My rack fell in my bedroom. I told you about that. bought another one. That one fell apart. And some people say, well, they cheap. now. hold up. I put too much on the rack. And it fell apart. God won't put more on us than we he than we can bear. So he had me to go back in and reevaluate things. I didn't want to put the rack back together. I wanted to sling it out the door. But he told me, leave it alone Saturday evening, relax. And when you're more relaxed and you have the patience, go back in. I went back in. I was able to put the rack back together. But this time I put me some gorilla goo on it. <laughs> I know it a whole. And I, but I can't put that many clothes on the rack because the rack capacity is only so much. So I was able to do that. I was able to organize my bedroom drawers and plenty of stuff to give away and things like that. But I thank God, patience. I thank God, reevaluate, calm down, go back in there when, you know, you can really focus. And that's what we got to do with the word of God, focus. That's what we got to do in prayer, focus. If you don't feel like praying at 12, come back at 3 and see if you can get it. And on purpose, desire to get it done. Not in your feelings, because a lot of time them feelings, you're not going to feel like that. You may not feel like bowing down. You may not feel like sitting in the chair just talking to the Lord. But you got to focus. 
and want to do it and get it done. Anything you really want to do, I promise you, you'll find a way to get it done. So you can find a way to pray, study the word of God. Yeah. You can find a way to do all of these things. So listen, I'm going to this request this morning. I'm so happy for her. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back with the book of Exodus chapter 21. My message is entitled, The Wolf is at the Door. Yes, sir. The Wolf is at the Door. Father, I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for your word. It's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I thank you, Lord, for the indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit that gives us new hearts, Lord, so that we can stretch out beyond our limitations and be ambassadors of you and your word to all who can still hear. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your spirit. I thank you for courage and compassion today, God, to speak things that need to be spoken in this generation. Help us, Lord, as a church, never to back away from truth. Help us to go forward and let it fall where it may. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. The wolf is at the door. Isaiah chapter 53. Prophet Isaiah says these words. Who has believed our report? Beginning at verse 1. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, it's, it's so important before we even begin to look at this passage of Scripture to understand that it was a religious system that crucified Christ. You know, we understand that the Roman authorities were the instruments of his death, but it was the religious order of the day created by God's own people that put the Son of God on a cross. There were leaders in that generation, and they had, they had used their position over the people to garner titles for themselves. They had adorned themselves in righteous robes, as they saw it, and they, they loved to parade among the people, as Jesus said, and be called master, teacher, 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 in the marketplace. But Jesus himself came in a form that he did not take on this form of grandeur that men give to themselves. And also, too, they created a system of salvation that was much wider and much more inclusive than the one that God had given to us. As a matter of fact, it was so narrow that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. They were so offended when he challenged their religious system because they had, they had created this wide door into eternal life and eternal bliss with God that doesn't exist. 
All kinds of people were coming into the temple defiled and going out defiled. They were living in manners and ways that the Bible clearly indicated would leave them excluded from the kingdom of God forever. And so in comes this man. He's not interested in their system. He's not trying to garner one of their titles. He's not doing things their way. The Bible says there was no beauty in him that we should desire him. He's not dressed in righteous robes. He's he's not got boxes on his forehead. He's not walking around with tassels on his arms. He's not parading like some rooster before the people. Talking about how close to God he actually is. They despised him and rejected him because he challenged the religious system. They had created a system of redemption that did not exist. Do you understand? And that's the propensity of humankind. The original sin in the Garden of Eden is that we can be as God is. Remember, we can, we can become judges of what's good and what's evil. And if you take that to its logical extension, we can start declaring things that are, that are God forgives when he doesn't. We can start declaring behaviors righteous when they're not. We can start telling people they're going to heaven when they aren't. That is the grave, grave danger of religion. When humankind in its sin nature is allowed to take it and so twist it and so pervert it that it becomes something that God never intended it to be. Can you imagine sitting in a place as a professed or supposed believer in Christ only to end up at the throne of God one day to find out you've been outside the whole thing all along? What a tragedy that's going to be for so many. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. There was a a heaviness in the heart of the Son of God as he looked on the people as sheep without a shepherd. But we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. And we are, of course, reliving the scripture again in great measure in our day. In many, many places, even where God's people are gathering, the word of God is despised. And we are now gravitating to fancy preachers who have opened the door real wide to people who are not going to heaven, giving them false peace when they're not at peace with God. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5:17, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old things are what? Passed away. And behold, all things are become new. If, if we are in Christ, if Christ is in us, That means a new value system. It means a new heart. It means a new mind. It means a new way of speaking, thinking, living. It means that what God says is good is good, and what God says is evil is evil. We don't try to change that. We accept that from the Word of God. Now, this message is given to shepherds to bring us not only to the knowledge of our salvation, but to the freedom which Christ bought for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his beating, as it is, that he took on the cross, we are healed. The old things don't have power over us anymore unless we choose to let them. The old ways of living, speaking, thinking, doing are broken. And we become new creations in Christ. We are able to look back and say, thank God I'm not what I used to be. I'm not everything that I hoped to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be, and thank God I'm going to be one day what Christ is calling me to be. So there's this constant moving forward in the life of a genuine believer, leaving 
an old way of thinking, an old way of living, an old way of speaking and moving to truth, even when it's painful. The book of Proverbs says a righteous person swears to their own hurt and doesn't change. In other words, I say I'm going to do this and I do it because God's word says I should, even if it causes me pain. And I don't turn from it. Now, Paul was this kind of a shepherd. He, he didn't hold back, as I said earlier. This is what he said in Acts chapter 20, verses 26 to 31. He said, therefore, I testify to you this day I'm innocent of the blood of all men. In other words, and this is the cry of my heart. If anyone here today hearing my voice ends up in hell, let it not be my fault. Let it never be because I didn't declare to you the whole counsel of God or I didn't warn you of something that had the power to drag you down into eternal darkness. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Paul says, for this I know, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years, I did not cease to warn everyone, he said, day and night with Tears. Paul said there's going to be wolves that are going to come and they're all already, there's packs of them now. It's not just a few, there's many now in our generation. And they're going to come to devour this sacrifice of Christ and the promise of new life through him. They're going to promise you liberty, as the scripture says in the New Testament, but they themselves are the slaves to corruption. They're promising something they, they're not experiencing themselves and they can't deliver it. Listen to what Jude says, the last book of the New Testament before the book of the Revelation. Verse 3 says, Behold, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men, who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels, who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Here's what the wolves do. They teach that you can live a lifestyle against the word of God and still claim heaven as your eternal home. That is the wolf that's now at the door of the Christian church in America. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators 
That means people who engage in sexual intercourse outside of the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. Fornicators are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Settle it. It's in the word of God. Don't be deceived into thinking you can live in a moral lifestyle and heaven will still be your home. So hard for this generation to hear. When you've got preachers standing in pulpits saying, well, God understands your need and God is a God of love and God won't send anybody to hell. No, that's not true. God is a God of love. We know that. But the Bible tells us that fornicators have no inheritance in the kingdom of God. Nor idolaters, people who have other loves in there. Something that is in your life that, that is, is, is your whole obsession. Churches or Christ is just a little part of your life, but there's something else in your life that you're pursuing. Nor adulterers, people who engage, who are married, but engage in... You know, today we take words like adultery and we call it an extramarital affair, as if it's a black tie event. You know, you are invited to an extramarital affair next Friday at 5 o'clock. Bible calls it adultery. Adultery. Settle it. Deal with it. The sex outside of marriage will keep you outside of the kingdom of God. And sex outside of the bonds of the person that you are married to, the, wife, the man or woman you're married to, will also keep you outside of the kingdom of God, unless it's repented of. Nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. In other words, that's both, men and women. Folks, listen. I understand the dilemma, in a sense, uh, that some might face in same-sex attraction. But I'm telling you, you can't give in to that lifestyle on any level because the Bible clearly says it would leave you outside the kingdom of God Jesus himself said some people are eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven so in other words some people just live their lives without any sexual activity for the kingdom of heaven's sake and he said whoever can hear this let them hear it you know you can you go to a funeral for example and you can dress it up with flowers all around, and you can, there's a death certificate. And the preacher can get up and say nice words. But the reality is that the corpse is still dead. You can't make it live. It doesn't matter what you do. It's the same with homosexual marriage, folks. You've got to say it straight out today. I'm not going to hold back on it. You can adorn it with flowers. You can get a certificate from City Hall. You, you can find some backslidden preacher to say nice words about it. But the wages of sin is still death. You can't change that. Now listen. I'll be called a hater for, for this message today. I understand that. But I'm not a hater. If I hated you, I'd let you go to hell. If I hated you, I'd let you die in your sins. If I walk down the street and your house is on fire and you're up in your bedroom window and I don't warn you, am I really a good neighbor? Do I really love you? Do I really care about your eternal destiny? You can curse me out of your bedroom window all you want, but I will still warn you that your house is on fire for your soul's sake. Nor thieves. 
Lest we should think that we're just going to focus on one thing. More thieves. That means people who steal. It's that simple. People who steal. People who steal a little. They have a contract maybe and steal a little bit more than they should. Income tax time is coming around, folks. Are you going to pay your taxes? Nor covetous. Nor drunkards. People who come to church this morning, but you were out at a club last night. You're drinking and dancing, and, and this foolishness, I'm out there to share the testimony of Christ. Who are you kidding? If you really are there to do that, stand on the sidewalk with pamphlets in your hand and give it to the drunks coming out of the club. You don't need to be in there with them. No revilers. You know, especially in, in this environment we're now living in, in this country at this time, where reviling has is is, is become the speech of the day, where it's, it's fashionable just to curse everybody around you. You know, Paul said revilers don't inherit the kingdom of God. We have a different heart. We have a different spirit. We're, we're a different kind of people. Jesus himself said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. I love that. Would be to God that I can honestly say that of everybody here today. Such were some of you. But you are sanctified. That means you are set apart for the kingdom of God. You are, you, 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 you honestly repented. You walked away. You moved away from what God's word says is wrong. You can't make it right. You can't change it. It doesn't matter if a million people say, oh, isn't this wonderful? If God's word says it's not, it's not. You are sanctified. You walked away. You walked away from these old ways of thinking, these old behaviors and all of these things. And you set yourself apart for the kingdom of God. You're justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Now, you and I are living in an hour where the wolf is heading to the door of the church, demanding in our generation that we bow down to this new definitions of good and evil. This is where we're living. The days of being able to say without penalty, what I'm saying today are, are over. If they're, not, if they're not over, they're very close to over. It's an amazing time that we're now living in. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. This is the point. There's a lot of hirelings and a lot of pulpits in America today. And they're, they're, they don't necessarily leave the people, but they leave biblical truth. They flee the truth when the wolf is at the door. When the wolf says, if you don't bow down, this is our golden statue. This is what this generation is going to look like. This is what you'll preach. These are the truths that you will espouse. They will bow down when the music plays to save themselves because it's always been about themselves, not about the people. The hireling will flee. And you, will, you are seeing and you will see a huge departure from biblical truth in the Christian church in this last hour we're living in. The Bible declares that there's going to be an apostasy, a great falling away in the last days from biblical truth. And the hirelings will lead the people, not into the narrow way of eternal life, but into that broad way 
of destruction. And they flee because it's always done about them. It's been about the robes. It's been about the praises of man. It's been about the titles. It's been about the numbers. It's been about the apparent evidences of success. Then when Christ comes and challenges them, they hate him. His own system hated him. His own people hated him. They pushed him away because he declared their definitions of salvation and truth to be bankrupt. He told them they were full of dead men's bones. He said, you go across land and sea to get one convert and you make him twice the child of hell that you've become. These are the words of Christ. He warned us in the last days there would be a great falling away. He warned us. He said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You can't escape that. That's a promise in the word of God. We're going to be hated. It's starting now. You're seeing it in society. You're seeing it in the workplace. You can't even have an opinion on things anymore in this generation that we're now living in. Let me say it clearly now. Abortion. For the cause of birth control, or, or so that people, I understand there are extenuating circumstances, so please don't misquote me on this. But for the cause of just birth control, or for the cause of having sexual pleasure and not having to deal with the life that it can create, is sin in the sight of a holy God. It's a terrible sin in the sight of a holy God. In America today, the deliberate gender confusing of our children in grade school is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our high schools, forbidding our children to pray and creating this fictitious division between the state and the church, which doesn't exist. If you really study it, you'll understand it never existed. It was created by the godless. Forbidding our children to pray in our schools is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our colleges, allowing godless professors to rise up and mock God and radicalize a whole generation against even their own nation that was founded by God for the purpose of being able to worship according to the word of God and freely by conscience is sin in the sight of a holy God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let this society despise him. Let them consider him ordinary. Let them rebel against his words. But this day, if, as Joshua once said, if it be hard to follow the Lord, that's your choice. Choose this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. By the grace of God, we will not bow before the wolf in this generation. By the grace of God, we will stand for the truth of God. By the grace of God, we will pray again. We will pray again as a church age. By the grace of God, we will stand up unashamed for the truth of Jesus Christ. We stand on the side of victory. We stand on the side. We stand on the side of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.
As uh, David the King once did, we will stand in this generation against the lion and the bear and everything that comes in to devour our children and to devour the people of God. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up. It's time for the people of God to fight back. It's time for us to begin to pray. It's time to run for public office. It's time for teachers to speak. It's time. It's time for the people of God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Glory, 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 glory. The true shepherds of God in this generation are going to care more for the people than for their own safety more than our own reputation. It's not going to be an easy road. But I don't know about you, but I'm not giving up this generation to darkness. I'm going to stand because the Word of God stands forever. The opinions of men are like grains of sand on the seashore. They'll fall into nowhere. But the Word of God abides forever. Now here's where I conclude. If you're living in sin I plead with you while there's still time turn turn from it and trust God for the strength I know there's some sitting here or listening online or they're in the annex and they say you don't know how deep the bondage is you don't know how powerful the draw is no I don't but I know the Spirit of God is more powerful than all of that put together. And I know the promise of God is that we will have a new life, an eternal life. The days of living in Christian ease is over in America, folks. It's over. We're about to join our brothers and sisters in China and other places who are being persecuted for what they believe. In Iran, who are being jailed and put to death for believing in Christ. We've lived a very comfortable, very lazy Christianity in America, but those days are over. The wolf is now at the door. Pray for those of us who lead in any capacity that God will give us courage. As I pray for you, that God would give you a cleanness of life and practice and heart and give you the courage to speak up in whatever environment you find yourself in. Our children are starving for truth in this generation, and they're wide open. There's only a few Goliaths that claim that they have the power to keep us from being the people of God, but they don't. So I challenge you with all my heart, turn from sin, find that new life in Christ's and rise up and be the person that God's called you to be. We're going to sing for just a few moments. We're going to worship. I guess my other call is just twofold today. It's for people that say, 
Oh, God, help me, please, to turn from this thing in my life. I don't have to tell you what it is. You already know. Help me to turn away from watching pornography. Help me to turn away from drink. Help me, God, to turn away from that flirtation in the office. Help me, God. Help me, God, to stop railing. Get me off. Get me out of the seat of the scornful. And help me to walk with the righteous. Deliver me, God, from cowardice. And put a love for people in my heart that casts out all fear. Give me a voice to call this generation back to you again. And God, help me not to cower under the fear of the repercussions that will come all of our way. You know, I was in Washington, and there's an ex-general there who really gives courage to my heart every time I meet him and talk with him. And essentially, what he would say if he were standing here is, you have to fight for a cause higher than your own preservation. If it's just about preserving yourself, you'll flee when the enemy comes. If it's about others, you'll stand. May God give us the courage in this generation to stand for those that don't have a voice for themselves, for our children, for the unborn, for our high school students, for our college students, for every mother, every father, every child in this country that needs to know there's a Savior who died for them. Give us the grace to be kind and compassionate to all. Not judging anyone, we leave that to God. But reaching as far as we can reach into this massive fallen humanity with this message of incredible grace that belongs to every person who turns to it through Jesus Christ. So Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you will today cause your kingdom to advance you will give us the strength and courage that we now need as a people to stand against the onslaught of wickedness that wants to extinguish the testimony of your life and word Lord Jesus Christ I pray for courage for your people as others throughout the world have had to have God deliver us Lord from this life of ease that so many of your people have known and bring us into the true fight for the souls of men. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. God, we yield our bodies today to this purpose. We thank you in Jesus' name. So we're going to stand in a moment for those who just, you just know you have to turn from something. And for those who want to turn towards Christ, maybe you don't have a struggle that I'm talking about in your life, but you say, God, I'm stuck in neutral. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back and I'm not going forward. But today you say, I want to make a difference. I want my life to count. I want my voice to have authority. If that's you, we're going to stand. I'm going to ask you to make your way here. We're going to pray together and believe God to answer our prayer. In the annex, you can make your way here. We'll wait for you in the campus churches. Step between the screens, if you will. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, Every time I look at people at this altar, I see a mighty army of God. I I do. I honestly do.
So, Father, I pray today, Lord, that you would give every man, every woman, every young person who is at this altar who are responding in our campus churches or at home, courage, courage, Lord, and compassion. Lord, your word speaks of a perfect love that casts out fear. So, God, give us a love for people that we would not be afraid to speak truth without condemning them, without railing, just loving and speaking the truth. Father, help those that are caught in sin to turn from it. Help us as your people, my God, to be clean. We who bear the treasure of Christ in these earthen vessels, cleanse us, God, of impurity and mixture and things that cause your voice not to be heard or your heart not to be seen. Give us the grace we need to be the people of God. Lord, help us. Help this nation. Give us a moment of mercy, Lord, to turn back to you again. Give us the grace to pray. Heal our homes, our families, our marriages, our children. My God, deliver us, Lord, from those that crept in to our schools, our colleges, and our high schools, Lord, and took captive our children. Deliver us, God, from this moment. As you delivered your people out of Egypt, deliver us, God, from those who are throwing our children into the river of confusion. Forgive us, Lord, as a people, as a nation, for what we allowed in our laziness to come into our borders. Forgive us, Lord God, for abdicating the training of our children and giving it to others, Lord, who took advantage and began to steal them from your kingdom. God, help us now to take our rightful place. Help the fathers here to take their place as the head of their home, as the guide, the spiritual guide of their families. Help the mothers to understand the incredible power that they have. Lord, it is truly said that the hand that rocks the cradle shapes the nation. That's true. That's true. I pray, God, for every, every woman here. God, I ask today, Lord, uh, that even from this meeting today, people would rise up and find your will and walk into it, Lord, with faith. Whatever it is, wherever you lead us, take us, Lord. We dedicate our lives to you, Lord. We dedicate our futures to you. We thank you for covering our past and our present failure and giving us the promise of new life into the future. Lord, we will not despise you. We will not turn our faces from you or lightly esteem you. Your word is the truth, Lord. It is the only guide we have into eternal life. So God, God help us, Lord. Help us to learn your word, to study your word, to know your word, and to cherish your word. Father, thank you for the great fruit that will be born into your kingdom just from the lives that are here at the altar and on their knees in their homes right now. Just thank you for the great fruit that will be born for your kingdom's sake. Lord, we bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. We're going to sing one more song, a love song to you from the Lord. It's a promise he's made. I will never, never, never leave you or forsake you. Nothing, no one can ever take you out of the Father's hand.
Embarrassed by your weaknesses Afraid to let me near I wish you knew how much I long For you to understand No matter what may happen, child I'll never let go of your hand By all you've known before When you failed their expectations They frowned and closed the door and Even if your heart itself Should lose the will to stand No matter what may happen, child I'll never let go of you Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. The wolf is at the door. I like all that kind of carrying on right there. The wolf is at the door. He's not coming to the door. He's at the door. I'm so grateful to the Lord this morning that I truly know him for myself, 
and uh, I don't have to just let people just trick me uh, with any and every old thing because that's what they want me to do and how they want me to believe because this is what they believe. But I truly know God for myself, and I'm thankful, thankful, thankful unto him this morning. Good morning, see you God bless you. I was in a, another window, and uh, I didn't see it to just now. But a good morning to everyone, and uh, welcome to Jesus in the Morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman of Freedom Doors Ministries, and we come live each weekday morning, 7 a.m., me. And God, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today is really and truly May the 29th, 2023. Wow, five months and 29 days into this new year. Uh, Thursday, the whole month will be out. The whole month of May will be over with until next year. If God spare our lives, we're headed straight into the month of June. I mean quick to me. But I thank the Lord. Hallelujah. That he blessed me to be here. Uh-huh. Grateful. Unto him, I need water. That's what that is. But listen, we're moving right along to Exodus 21. And starting at the first verse, it says this. Now, these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. We, we we just want to, this morning, I want to really pay attention to this because he, he left these instructions. And when I tell you very, very important, very important. Listen, verse 2 says, if you get a Hebrew servant for money, he is to be your servant for six years, and in the seventh year, you ought to let him go free without payment. King James say, if thou buy a Hebrew servant six years, he shall serve, and in the seventh, he shall go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. I think it takes me back over. Y'all bear with me. I think we on 22, because I, I, I remember reading this. So let's go to 22. I'm sorry. I am sorry. All right, Exodus chapter 22 and verse 1. If a man should steal an ox or sheep and kill it or sell it, he should restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. My goodness, God was not playing. He was not playing. You did one, but you won't give between five and four back. Yeah. So look, uh, Verse 2 says, if a thief is taken in the act of forcing his way into a house, so breaking and entering, he's going to break into your house, and his death is caused by a blow, the owner of the house is not responsible for his blood. And that is today. It, see, I told you a lot of this stuff is still here today. Now, if somebody break into your house and they get inside of your home, and you shoot them and kill them, or you uh, stab them to death, cut them to death, beat them to death, whatever you do, they inside of your home. There is no payment to be made, no jail time. You are free to go. 
ma'am, miss, mister. You're free to go. Yeah. Why? Broke into your house. Yeah. God have a purpose and a plan, and I'm so glad. Did, did, did I miss part one? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm ahead of myself. I'm a, I'm a tiny bit excited because I want to tell you some laws that still today that's, you know, it's quoted in a, a different way, but it's the same. If a man should steal an ox or a sheep and kill it or sell it, he should restore five oxen for an ox and four for a sheep. If a thief be found breaking up and be smitten that he died, there should be no blood. Uh, there should no blood be shed for him. That's the one we just went over. Yeah, because if he's breaking in your house and you kill him or her or whoever, it's it's what God said you could do. Yeah, it ain't got no business breaking in mind. (laughs) Yeah. Verse 3 says, but if it is after dawn, he will be responsible. Wait a minute now. Let's go back to 3. We look at verse 3. Because if a thief is taken in the act of forcing his way into a house and his death is caused by a blow, the owner of the house is not responsible for his blood. But if it is after dawn, he would be responsible. If he shall, if he still has what he had taken, uh, whatever it is, ox or ass or sheep, he is to give twice its value. So after dawn, I'm thinking, after dark, yeah, he breaking that. Yeah, if he if if he still has what he had taken. Whatever it is, ox, or ass, or sheep, he is to give twice its value. If the theft be certainly found in his hand alive, whatever it be, ox, or ass, or sheep, he shall restore. That's if you don't kill him. If he break in there in the day and you don't kill him, yeah, he got he he's responsible. But if he break in your house at night and you kill him, I'm sorry, I had to yawn, y'all. And you kill him in your house, then nothing is to be paid. You free, he free. And most times, if you kill him in that, you, you get your stuff back because he didn't get a chance to go out the door with what you had. If a man makes a fire in a field, a, a, a bind guard, and let the fire do damage to another man's field, he is to give of the best produce of his field or his bind guard to make up for. Now, I build a fire on my property. It go to the property next door to somebody else's property. I'm responsible. I got to pay them and put their property back today. And the way that people are greedy after money, they may come after me to sue me because they want more than just a property fixed. They got all kind of damages now, punitive damages. Uh, what this thing is, uh, when you're done worried, just uh, all kind of stuff. Insurance is a bunch of other stuff is in place because people abuse uh, uh, insurance. 
Even an insurance company abused its customers. If something, like they took your money in good faith that if something happened, they would pay you. But before they give you a dime, they want to investigate you and you gave them your money in good faith that whatever happened, they would take care of it. How you thin and improving me and got my money? You didn't thin and improve my money. You took it. But they crooked too. Insurance companies, yeah, they, 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 they low down and dirty. It's all about the Benjamins. It's all about the dollars. I understand a lot of people make false claims, but you got to be prepared for that. You didn't know that when you started? And now you want to treat everybody as if they're insurance scammers. I'm no insurance scammer. I pay my insurance every month, and I go on about my business. And if I have an accident, most times it won't be my fault. I try and be as careful as possible. And if somebody hit me, depending on if I'm hurt or not, if nothing is wrong with me, I'm not filing no claim for, for medical or nothing like that. Damages and I know. But now if I'm hurt, I don't, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. But they, they, the insurance company don't care. They treat everybody the same, and I don't think that's right. Verse 6 of 7 says this. If a man puts money or goods in the care of his neighbor to keep for him, and it is taken from the man's house, if they get the thief, he will have to make payments of twice the value. So today, let's say you give me, uh, you said, Barbara, I need you to hold this $100 for me. Don't let nothing happen to it. I'm going to need it later, but if I keep it, I'm going to shop. Well, I had guests over, and I forgot I leave the envelope on the table. Well, when I got up to go to the bathroom, the guests saw the envelope, and it was open, so they peeped in, and they saw it was $100. They took it out, put the envelope back like they had done nothing. But when I come out of the bathroom, I forgot the envelope was there, so I'm not checking. Now, this is the only visitor I had all day. And when I see the envelope, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I was supposed to put this up. But when I get the envelope, go to put it up, look in there, the $100 gone. This is the only visitor I had, so I called them and I said, where's the $100? Bring it back. It wasn't even mine. Most times they say, what $100? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> But if he caught, if I come out the bathroom and I catch him taking that money out that envelope, he got to pay $200. He's supposed to make an extra payment. So instead of the $100, he's supposed to make $200 a sheet, whoever it was. But today, it's like that, but the thief won't come clean. Unless you actually caught them in the act. That's what makes them a thief. They steal. And they're not giving nothing back. Yeah. 
And if they do not get the thief, let the master of the house come before the judges and take an oath that he has not put his hand on his neighbor's good. Yeah, he can sue me. He can take me to court or I could go to court. But if it's $100 or whatever it is, however much it is, and I put it in the what harm's way to be taken away from me and my neighbor, I got to pay it back. All of it. Because I didn't show responsibility to put my neighbor stuff where it would be safe. I had it on the coffee table. Anybody coming in the house, the visitor, whatever, could get it. My grandchildren, my children, anybody. And money, uh, not everybody can just walk away from money. And it's not their money, but they just can't walk away from it. I need this $100. I'm going to buy me a pair of shoes. All kind of stuff runs through their mouth. I'm going to buy me some more hair so you can hope. Black women, a lot of them buy a lot of weed these days. So their whole world is hair. A man asks them out, the first thing she asks, well, you get my hair done? Hair done? Yeah, to go out with you. <laughs> yes, there's a lot going on today. That's all I can tell you. But you got to pay that back because you wasn't responsible with your neighbor's stuff. Yeah. Verse 9 says, for all manner of trespass, whether it be for ox, for ass, for sheep, for raiment, or for any manner of lost thing, which another challenges to be his, the cause of both parties shall come before the judges, and whom the judges shall condemn, he shall pay double unto his neighbor. So in, in any question about an ox, or ass, or sheep, or clothing, about the loss of any property which anyone says is his. Let the two sides put their cause before God. And he who is judged to be in the wrong is to make payment to his neighbor of twice the value. Yeah, you're not responsible with your neighbor's stuff. Don't take it to keep it. If you take it to keep it, you got to put it up and not be irresponsible so that someone else can take the neighbor. Stuff, I'm going to call it, from you, his, his, his items, from you. Because if so, then you, you need to pay him double. If you said you're putting up $1,000 for him and $1,000 come up missing, no question about it. You got to give him 2000 and go on down the street. No hard feelings because you was irresponsible with your neighbor goods. You could have told your neighbor no, but you said, yes, I'll keep it. 10 says, if a man put an ox, put an ass or an ox or a sheep or any beast into the keeping of his neighbor, and it comes to death or is damaged or is taken away without any person seeing it. Yeah, you got to have proof. Don't you see that today? You got to have proof about everything you say. Show me the video on your phone. We're going back and check the cameras on the people house across the street, down the street even, because you know that Google map, that Google map is something serious. Oh, it lets you go up and down your street, across and around. Oh, yeah. So you have to have proof that this stuff 
was the downfall of you by the hand of somebody else. Or if you keep in this, say, say I give you my bird to keep, my parrot to keep, and my parrot dies before I get back. It's best to take a, a picture of it and, and what it's going through. If you see what it's going through before it dies, right before it dies, you know. Or somebody else come by and steal it, steal something. Then you got to make that right. Double payment. Yeah. If he takes his oath before the Lord, that he has not put his hands to his neighbor's goods, the owner is to take his word for it, and he will not have to make payment for it. Now, if you can prove what you say is true, the bird died, and it wasn't nothing to do with you. You had nothing to do. He just died of natural causes. Uh, the bird was sick, but you didn't know. The owner didn't know either. So you prove, you know, the bird died in my hand. The cage wasn't open. I wasn't poking it. I didn't do anything to the bird. Then you free and clear, and the owner of the bird accept that. Yeah. And all you can say is, I'm sorry about your bird. And he, yeah, I know. I'm sorry, too. Life go on. Because this happens. This happens. Twelve says, and if it be stolen from him, he shall make restitution unto the owner. Now, somebody steal the bird from me, I got to pay the owner because I wasn't responsible to keep his goods. Yeah. I still got to make up that law. 13 says, but if it has been damaged by a beast and he is able to make this clear, he would not have to make payment for what was damaged. Well, he told me to take the bird out twice a day, let's say. At night, cover his cage. He likes privacy when he sleeps. So I took the bird out this morning around, let's say, 8 o'clock. And the neighbor dog attacked the bird. Because I don't have a dog. Then... It says that, but if it has been damaged by a beast and is able to make it make this clear, he will not have to make payment. So I, I, I videoed it or somebody videoed it and I showed the owner, this what happened to your goods. We we straight. No damage on my end, you know. These things happen, yada yada yada. You said take him out, I did. I have no control over the neighbor's dog. 14 says, if a man, well, I, let me say this too. If you can take the bird to the vet and they, they can heal the vet, I mean, heal the uh, bird, and you got to pay for that. Yeah, you got to pay the medical bill for that bird. Mm -hmm. So 14 says, if a man gets from his neighbor, the use of one of his beasts, and it is damaged or put to death when the owner is not with it. He will certainly have to make payment for the loan. Yeah. 
So you 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 came over and you say, hey Barbara, uh, can I use your weed eater? And I say, yeah, you can use my weed eater, but I'm 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 headed to uh, Saint Augustine and I won't be back until Sunday. Okay, I take good care of your weed eater until you get back and I'm returning. Okay, but while I'm gone, the weed eater dies. It won't work no more. I can pull and gap. It, it won't work. It's too. It died. So you got to give me another weed eater. It went bad in your hand. You you did a bunch of edging on your yard, but after so long, it died. It's your responsibility to buy. Not try to get out of it, but buy me another Good weed eater like the one I had. Exact same model. Unless I say, well, Bob, I know you, you know, you didn't do this on purpose. That one cost me 129 They got one on sale just as good for 59 Get me that one. Huh? Even swap is no swindle. That's what they say. 15 says, if the owner's with it, he would not have to make payment. If he gave money for the use of it, the law's covered by the payment. Yeah. A, a uh, rental, rental equipment, I, I rented the equipment, and you see what happened. I paid for it, I'm covered. It broke, it stopped working, it died, I paid for it. Nothing else needs to be between us. Contract canceled. 16 says, if a man takes a virgin who has not given her word to another man and has connection with her, he will have to give a bride price for her to be his wife. Wow. Yeah. And, and if a man entices a maid that is not betrothed and lie with her, he should surely endow her to be his wife. I put verse 16 says in King James. Now you don't come over here and lay with her. Now you got to marry her and pay her. Take good care of her. Yeah, so if she was good enough to play with, she should have been good enough to marry. That's what you should have did in the initial beginning. Uh-huh. So we're on 17. If her father will not give her to him on any account, he will have to give the regular payment for virgin. And when daddy say, you're no good, rascal. I don't want you with my daughter. <laughs> and I can't give a hand to you in marriage. Uh, pay the price for virgin and, and get on down the street and don't let me get you near my daughter again. End of story. 18 says, any woman using unnatural powers of secret arts is to be put to death. James says, thou suffer not, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Now that's what James said. Put her to death. She got to die. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, what was that? Okay. 
All right, I'm, I, I got to stop reading over here. I'm going to have to turn this phone off. I'm, I'm getting too much, and I'm being kind of distracted here, so I'm going to have to turn it off. Oh, bear with me. Oh, no. All right, y'all bear with me. I tell you what, let's just go to one song of the morning, and uh, we're coming back, and we're just going to... Uh, Read a little bit, read a little bit. I, I was trying not to explain it, but I couldn't help myself. Nehemiah 8 and 6 and Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen. Amen. Lifting up their hands, they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. When we receive a word from the Lord, our answer should be amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. God So let the church (laughs) say amen. Let the church let them say amen. If you believe the word, let the whole church say amen. God has spoken. So let the church Say amen. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. God has spoken. So let the church say amen. No. Thank you, Lord. God has spoken. So let the church say amen.
the healing of your body, to the raising of the dead. No matter how you feel it, or how your world is really, battle on through the night, cause you're gonna win the fight. the church say James said, 
she's not the leader, killer. Mm-hmm. So, 19 says this, if any man who has sex connections with a beast is to be put to death. Yeah. James says, whosoever lies with a beast should surely be put to death. Yeah. So if they're having sex with animals, they got to die. They're supposed to die. Yeah. But today, in today's world, they including all kind of stuff, laws for it and all of that, that it can be done. You know, it, it's all right if a man go with a, a sheep. It's all right if a man go with a cow. They're considering all of this, and the word says they to be put to death, not condoned, and definitely not uh, make a way for them. 21 says, Thou shalt neither vex a stranger nor oppress him, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. Yeah. I'm sorry, we got to go to twins. Complete destruction will come on any man who makes offering to any other God but the Lord. James says, he that sacrifices unto any God, save unto the Lord only, he shall be utterly destroyed. So if you're worshiping anything other than God, you got to go. Yeah, they'll put you to death too. 21 says, do no wrong to a man from a strange country. And do not be hard on him, for you yourselves were living in a strange country in the land of Egypt. Many people in America, they come from some strange stuff, hard stuff. But they want to be against other people. Yeah, but God was good to you and delivered you. You should be good to others and treat them the way you want to be treated. 22 says, do no wrong to a widow or to a child whose father is dead. Yeah. James says, you shall not afflict any widow or any fatherless child. We got so much going on today. We don't, a lot of things we pay no attention to. But children going in foster homes, adopted. Got to be careful. Widowers, we're to take care of them. They they had a spouse, and now they are gone. So they may need your help. If it's a man, he may need laundry done. He may need cooking done temporarily until he get accustomed to his wife being gone. And if he decides not to marry again, and you can help out, you're supposed to. It could be a woman that lost her husband. She no longer have two incomes. Uh, she she has children. Or she don't have children. We as believers are supposed to look out for the widows. Yeah. 23 says, if you are cruel to them in any way and their cry come up to me, I will certainly give ear. Yeah, God said, if you do something to the children that don't have a father, if you do something to a widow and they pray about that thing, and he hid. Y'all know it won't be good for them. Whoever did something against them. 24 says, and in the heat of my wrath, I will put you to death 
with the sword so that your wives would be widows and your children without fathers. You hear that? So don't mistreat children in foster care, especially if they don't have a father. Don't be mean to widows. You might get over it. Yeah, you got to be careful. 25 says, if you let any of the poor among my people have the use of your money, do not be a hard creditor to him and do not take interest. If they can't pay the money back right away, don't act a donkey. Don't do that. And don't put no interest on the money. Yeah. 26 says, if ever you take your neighbor's clothing in exchange for the use of your money, let him have it back before the sun goes down. Yeah. 27 says, for it is the only thing that he has for covering his skin. What is it he to go to sleep in? And when his cry comes up to me, I will give ear, for my mercy is great. Don't, don't, don't sell somebody some clothes and take the money for it. Yeah, don't do it. But it may be the only, only clothes they have. 28 says, you may not say evil of the judges. I'll put a curse on the rulers of your people. Good or bad president, because we don't have kings and, and, and all of this now, judges and all of that like that. Like back in the day that honored the world. We got some judges, but they honor whatever the law has been put in place. Although the word says, obey the laws of the land. Yeah, don't say nothing evil about your president. <laughs> and don't put no curse on the rulers of your people. Don't say nothing evil about the judges. Yeah. So we got to pray for them today if they don't honor the word of God. Now this part right here, verse 28, you may not say evil of the day. Oh, they love that. But a lot of stuff they ignore. 29 says, do not keep back your offerings from the wealth of your grain and your vines. The first of your sons, you are to give to me. That's that tithe, that tenth. Don't hold that back. Today we go to work. Or whatever we have, we give the church a tenth of it. But mainly we're dealing in money, not grain and cows. So when you get your paycheck, Right off the bat, God gets his 10%. Your children, you give them the, him the first, the first child born to you. That That's God's. Yeah. The first of your sons, you are to give to me. Everything you get, the first part go to God. When you wake up in the morning, the first part of your day goes to God. 30 says... In the same way with your oxen and your sheep, for seven days let your young one be with his mother. On the eighth day, give it to me. After them seven days that I spent time with the mama, it goes to the Lord. That girl took Samuel and gave him to God. Hannah. And Eli thought she was drunk. 
but she was praying, moving her mouth, but you couldn't hear the words. She explained all of that to him. He prayed for her, and she went back because she couldn't have children. Yeah. And the other wife of Elkanah picked that, and her children picked that because she couldn't have children. But when she went before the Lord and told God about it, and and the priest touched and agreed with her, guess what? Here comes Samuel, one of the greatest prophets ever. See, we never know what our children are going to be, but give them to the Lord right away, as quick as possible. Give them to the Lord, because you don't know what he made in them. You don't know what he did in them. Yeah, my parents just happened to know what the scripture said. And I wasn't the first child. Well, I was the first child of my dad. So he gave me to the Lord. Trained me up when I get old, got older, I didn't depart from him. I had to go back. Yeah, to God. 31 says, you ought to be holy men to me. The flesh of no animal whose death has been caused by the beast of the field may be used for your food. It is to be given to dogs. Did you hear that? You ought to be holy men to me. The flesh of no animal whose death has been caused by the beast of the field may be used for your food. It is to be given to the dogs. Roll kill, we ain't got no business eating it. Oh, they done killed a possum. I'm going to go get it and cook it. Nope. Give it to the dog. You go on and cook it up, but make sure your dog get it. Oh, they hit a deer on the road. He ain't all the way dead. I'm going to go down there and cut his throat. And we go, nope, give it to the dogs. You can skin it, cut it up, make the deer ham, whatever you want to make. But give it to the dogs because another animal killed it or it got hit. In some kind of way. It was an abusive death. Yeah. And we get that to the dogs. We don't we don't eat roadkill. Now that's the word. That that's not Barbara. Yeah. And we went over these things this morning to somewhat show the the rules of God, the statutes of God, his instruction, articles same today. It's just in a different way because we become more modernized. We become more wiser. And the scripture said man would uh, become more wickeder and wiser. So that's where we are today. But it's going to get on to some other stuff later on as we continue through the book of Exodus. God done brought them out the wilderness all so much good has happened for them. But the only thing, they had trouble in the wilderness because they still didn't want to give it all to God. They still wanted, as they say, dibble and dabble off in it. See, many of us, we can't just turn it loose. We can't give God our all. We can't trust him. We can't have the patience to wait on him. Mainly, we can't trust him. We, we 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 can think about it to believe, but we can't fully trust God because, you know, he may not give us all we want. It may not go in the way that we want it to go. The, the young man that killed my great-great-nephew 
we all had decided to come to court together. And I decided not to go to give God his business. I wasn't there. I wasn't with my great great nephew every day of the week to see what was what he was doing and what he wasn't doing. So I don't think I should if I go to court, I should go to see what happened and what's brought out in court, but not just go to court to be against this young man and I don't know what the deal was. Oh yeah, I love my great great nephew now. And I wanted nothing to happen to him. And if he was just murdered, of course, I don't like it. But yet, I can take it to the Lord in prayer. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. He even said this, let the wheat and the tab grow together. And the day of harvest, he'll be the one that do the separating. But we, we, we just get so upset and we just get so into it until... We, we want to do something about it. But, Lord, did I miss the four persons coming in? I must have missed them, and you did too, and we didn't say good morning. But anyway, I wanted to share this, how he took the ten and turned them into two. And then all of these other instructions he's given, they still go for today. Although we have come a long ways in God. This is 2023. There are things that's called, uh, let's say, 22 A.D., or 24 A.D., before and after the death of Christ. But God has put plans together for us. He has put statutes and laws and rules and regulations and instructions for us. And until we leave this earth, we, st- we still should honor what he said. We still should honor his rules and regulations, which is the book, the Bible. There are many different kinds. I stick with King King James because that's what I come up with. That's what I know. And when I put what James said to work, it really works. And God really honor his word. So we thank him this morning. Because he's a God that he don't lie. I don't heard all kind of people say, oh, you believing in that book? They, they, the white people wrote the book to keep you in slavery. I'm not in no slave. I tried God for myself. I went to God for me, not according to what no man taught me. I went on my own and asked him for me. I didn't ask him for the church, the pastor, the congregation. I asked God for myself. And what he brought forth was the truth, and it worked. What he brought forth was real. Even in the natural, it was still real. And I was blessed by it. And today I'm going to continue to be blessed because I came to him believing that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yeah. In that bedroom that day, looking up out that window, I didn't know what I was doing. But it seemed it soon come to pass. I didn't I didn't pray like that, and 
I didn't read no Bible like that. I tried to read the Bible even when I was going to church, faithfully, first Sunday breakfast, <laughs> Tuesday night prayer meeting, Wednesday uh, Bible study, Saturday choir rehearsal, Sunday church, Sunday school and church. I wasn't reading no Bible like that. I was going through the motion. I had that form of godliness, and I was denying the power thereof. I was honoring God with my lips, but my heart was far from him. Over one day in the month of September, in the year 1993, <laughs> he changed all that situation. When I went to that wonder, after I went to that wonder and talked to him, I didn't know I was talking to him. But afterwards, he revealed himself and revealed his word. I could pray the prayer of faith then. And when I read his word, I began to understand. I prayed before I studied, and he blessed me to understand. Yeah, it was him that told me. A lot of things the pastor, the preachers I had been around had said was true. But some of it wasn't. And God fixed it in me, and he'll fix it in you. They call it a personal relationship. One-on-one, you and God. He'll send you where you need to go. Yeah, and it's already all right today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank God for his word this morning. We thank God for his spirit. And uh, there's none like him. Yeah, none like him. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I'm so happy this morning that uh, without him, I can't do nothing. Because if I was leaning to my own understanding, I'd be a real fool. I found a cliff, and uh, the man fell down the steps, and he in between the rails and just turned upside down. And he said, this is me when I lean to my own understanding. I had to agree, and me too. We all tied up and tangled up in the wrong way. We messed up. We hurt, we going through because we lean into our own understanding. But if we acknowledge him in all our ways, he's going to direct our path. If we just don't be wise in our own eyes, fear God and depart from evil. Yeah, people give Proverbs chapter uh, 3, verses 5 through 6. I give 5 through 7. Because you got to fear God and you got to depart from evil. You can't be wise. Thank you, you know, the, the outcome of something wise in your own eyes. Your ways are not God's ways. Your thoughts are not his thoughts. As high as the heaven is from the earth, that, that's how much different, that's a long way, that's how much different it is. So we got to trust God with all our heart. Yeah. Trust him. Give him everything. Put it all on the altar. Some people carry a portion down there, but you got to take that whole thing. Just like with my great-great-nephew, I, I I had to put the whole thing down there. I couldn't just put, Lord, they done killed Chris. Lord, they done killed this Jesus. Destroy him, Lord. Kill his whole family. What in the world, Barbara? What are you going through? I couldn't do that. What I had to do is take that thing to him and say, Lord, I don't know what happened. I love Chris. Lord, you know what good times he and I would have when we see each other. 
But Lord, I don't know what the situation was. I, I don't know what Chris was into. I know he wasn't married to the girl, so if they living together, that's fornicating, Lord. And I know what you were. You just got to be honest with God and yourself mainly. But people like to cover up stuff and just give part of the thing. They, I looked at Tina Turner, and I prayed to the Lord that she gave her life to Jesus. She came back to God because she was in church as a little girl. The lady put her out. See, sometimes foolishness in people can mess up children. Later on, Tina was going through. So anybody, any God that she thought could help her, she jumped on it. But she messed up when she took Lorraine's man, when she agreed to be with Ike. So she started getting what Lorraine was getting. If she'd left Ike where he was, she would have been all right. So even her. People like to look at, and then she sang the wrong song. What love got to do with it? It's got everything. But God is love. How you, where, where you get that from? And people just worship her. Christian people got all these good things to say about her. What I got to say is I don't know where she will spend eternity. I don't know. I pray she gave her life to the Lord. That's all I can do. Yeah, and it's already all right in Jesus' name. But we follow some some skim, scam, flam, wham, all kind of crazy stuff. And then we're looking crazy when stuff don't go our way, but you're at the will of God. You, you, you're doing some, some stuff you shouldn't be doing according to Exodus. And then this another thing. They taught me this. Now, this they taught me. They told me with two wheels for God, the perfect will and the permissive will. And if you're in the permissive will, you, God that's allowing you to do that. That's what you want to do? Okay, I'm not going to fight you. But the perfect will of God is obeying his word and his voice. When he speaks, I hear and I move it in the direction you say go in, Lord. And it's already all right this morning. This is why we go back to the old path and take a look around because what he said back then, it still exists today. It's just using different things. We don't use the cows and the, the goats and the sheep and the lambs and the doves. You know, we're using money basically today. But there are still some things that between you and your neighbor, your neighbor borrowed money. And they can't pay it all back right away. They promised to, but they found out they wasn't able to. So they came to you and they told you that you don't be harsh against them and you don't charge interest. Oh, you're flying high right now, but you never know when you might fall down. You're able to pay your bills on time every month right now. You bought the new car, you're making the car payments, bam, bam, on time. Sometimes you're doubling the payment right now. But what about that day if it comes that you can't do that? And you're behind on things. They done sent your name to the credit bureau. And now you got to go to your neighbor and borrow $1,000. And, and you got to tell the neighbor when they're going to get their money back. 
I'm going to pay you back on the 19th. Well, when the 18th comes, you know the 19th, you're not going to have it. You call your neighbor and explain that to them. You don't want them to be harsh with you, so don't be harsh with others. God is faithful. Listen, we're going to one more song of the morning, and the studio will be open when we come back. If anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in this morning. Thank you. 
song. I think that is just absolutely beautiful. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood being shared. Thank you for remembering me. Thank you that you brought me forth into this world to do a work unto you. Yeah, I thank you that you chose me, that you called me. Uh, Some people would say that you picked me. Yeah, because everything else, nobody never picked me for anything, but God, you picked me to talk of your wondrous works and to make known your deeds among the people. God, you chose me. You you called me to do good by others. Yeah, you called me to allow my life to be a sacrifice unto you so that I could be the candle that sit on the hill that can't be hid because I'm lighting the way so that people can see the way to you. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. We were separated from him. Eve was tempted, fell into temptation, brought it back to Adam. He fell into temptation. God put him out of there, put him out of the garden. He didn't destroy him. He put him out of there. And he found a way. I don't say he found, he knew a way. Hallelujah. To put man back in touch with him. He gave us that great sacrifice, that great mediator, Jesus Christ. We can take our petitions to him. He take it to the Father. Thank you for the blood. Because the blood of Jesus has made the difference in my life. Because it was shed for me. The day I I, I heard his word, I'm going to say I didn't harden my heart. I received him. I didn't obey him after receiving him, but I did receive him when I was nine. My dad led me to the Lord. I didn't stay in the fellowship with him. You know, I was a child, and I went to church and Sunday school and BBTYF or whatever they had on Sunday evening for the youth. I went to the conventions. I sang in the youth choir. Uh, Those were considered work. So I I was working, you know, even as a child. But to give him my whole heart so that he could bring wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, first understanding, because he said, in all I get and get understanding. I didn't do that right away. I was in my early 30s when I fully come to the Lord. Oh, and I'm glad today. I'm just so glad I did. Even in my early 30s, I could have waited until I was 60. But God had an appointed time. And the things that was going on, I needed help. I needed to be rescued. 
and he was the only one, and he rescued me. Because, you know, when things playing in your mind, nobody can jump in your mind with you. But God, he made you. You hear what people say, but that's some hogwash to you. Uh, uh, as my friend Danielle say, that's some father novel. <laughs> well, once God come in, he can fix your mind. He can fix your heart and regulate your mind. He can put your mind back on the right track. But many people walking around with minds that some don't have a mind no more because the enemy has taken it. Some walk around with a mind, but it's not a sound mind. So I thank God this morning for what he has done in my life. Yeah, I have no cause to judge others. I have uh, no cause to hate nobody. I don't care who they are and what they do. Look, he said, love them enemies. That's what he said. Now, I didn't say it. You can hold it against me if you want to, but I wasn't there when he inspired man to write it, but I do believe it this morning. Yeah, I know it to be the truth because he he inspired, and God don't do lies. He said a liar won't tear in his sight. So he don't do lies. So I know his word holds true in the earth. Uh, forever, oh God, that word is settled in heaven. So we know a whole truth on the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, Sister Jerry, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning, Sister Barbara. I'm very good. Thank God for life. How are you? Oh, I'm blessed. I just want to say thank you, Jesus. I see another Memorial Day. Thank you, Jesus. Many vets have died and gone away. But many people as well. So I just want to tell God, thank you. I haven't always been good, but I sure try to be faithful. The Lord, keep me on the straight and narrow. Please keep me on the straight and narrow. Amen. Please help me forgive people, even when I seen what they've done to me. And God said, vengeance is mine. So. I'm turning all the anger I have against A, B, C, E, F, G over to God. Because it didn't do anything but make me sick. It made my body ache. It just didn't do nothing but make me sick. So I don't need to be judging or going to handle this. I just need to say, Lord, have your way. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Help me to accept what you allowed. Because everything you allow is for my good. Your word says all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. So everything I've gone through is good. And everybody yeah. have a great Memorial Day. Yes, you too, Sister Jerry. God bless you this morning. God bless you. Yeah. And I thank God for that today because we let go and let God have his way. And some things, it feels bad to us. It is bad. But God allowed it for a purpose. He had a purpose in allowing that uh, to come your way. And what we got to learn to do is accept what God allowed. We're better off anyway. Yeah. When Twinkie Clark and Mr. Clean sang that, 
that did a special thing for me. Oh, yes, it did. Because I learned to accept what God allowed, not to grumble and not to complain and not to murmur. But I've learned that if I would have left the house on time, I would have got into an accident. Could have got injured, could have died. But I left the house later because God allowed something to happen that would cause me to leave later. And I'm, I want to fuss. Oh, uh, this and that, but, uh, that and this. I could have, I should have been on time. I don't like being late. But sometimes God allow late that allows you to live, okay, to save your life. Yeah. Mm. I don't, I don't like my neighbor next door. They did this, this and that to me. Well, the thing for you to do, mm. you can pray for them and not associate. Just because you love somebody, it don't mean you have to be bothered with them every day. Uh, women love men, men love women, but they're not together no more. They don't associate with each other no more every day, but it don't stop the love, you see. Hallelujah. And we have to learn to love them, the enemies. Forgive them and move on. Because when we go back to talking about it, that means we took it back from God. We don't like what he did. We don't like what he allowed. So I don't want to talk about it no more. I don't want to be a part of it no more. I don't want to do nothing about it no more. I want to tell God, thank you, and he's working it out. And it's got to come out for my good. Not only did he call me, but he chose me, and he know I love him. I'm going to obey the best that I can in Jesus' name. Yeah. So we, we, we just do what we got to do today. And remember Exodus. Did you see him out there wandering around in the wilderness? And some people are having a wilderness experience today. They are having a wilderness experience. They're wandering around. Could have been out of that. But they can't let go and focus. Yeah. So they're still in the wilderness. Some people in the wilderness wandering around don't know if God is real or not because they have not gone to him for themselves. And, and, and they're scared because the people done told them, you just can't go to God anyway. I go to him just like he's my best friend. But I know, I know he's my Lord and master. I can remember coming out of Alabama when I stayed with a friend of mine. She passed away now, Sandra Billings. Yeah, Minister Sandra Billings. I went and stayed a while with her and she invited these women over. And this one lady that the group really liked her. So they thought she had the right words and encouraged them and uh stuff like that. Well, I got over there and when the woman went to pray and she said, Daddy, ooh, I thought that was all right, right to Daddy. Yeah, I like that. So when I come back to Florida, at the time I was living in Orlando, when I come back to home, I, that ne- next morning, I, I'm on my knees, Daddy. And I was going to say some more, and the Lord stopped me. In other words, hey, I'm nobody, Daddy. I'm your Heavenly Father. Be careful how you come before me. I was so scared. Look, this is the truth. I almost couldn't finish. Oh, he had checked me real good. So what I did is I said, Lord, forgive me. You know what I did. Lord, you know I was following what I heard. It sounded good to me. I 
and, and God, I was trying to, you said, well, I'm not your dad. I'm nobody's dad. I'm your heavenly father. From that day to this day, uh-uh. You might hear me say Father God, but you ain't hear me say no daddy by nothing. <laughs> uh-uh. But see, a father take care. I'm going to meet you, Mike, Mr. Jerry. A father take care of his. Whatever he made, he takes care of it. His children, if he got married, he takes care of his wife. If he got a house or whatever, he takes good care of it. Now, a dad, on the other hand, can take it or leave it. He can bring children into the world. Woman, do what you want to do. He'll bring a child into the world and get a woman $2,000, go have an abortion, and afterwards celebrate by buying yourself something. You hear what I'm saying? That's a daddy. A father don't do those type things. A father takes care of his responsibility. God made us for his pleasure, so he takes good care of us. Hallelujah, Jesus. All right, 202, I might know this person, y'all. <laughs> good morning, area code 202. God bless you this morning. How are you? I'm doing great this morning. This priest, I look up from the listening room, D.C. I just tuned in to see what good news you're passing around. God bless you this morning. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, that's what I hope to do, share the good news, because we all need good news. Yeah. We get enough of the bad news. So the good news is Jesus. Yes. That's that's good news. And if we can hang on to him. Us. Go ahead, sir. No, I was saying that's good news to most of us. Yeah. <laughs> we need the good news. Yeah, we need the good yes. news. Amen, amen. <laughs> and that is so true to most of us because some don't believe they haven't come uh, into the place yet. But then God has allowed them to remain because He's got a a purpose and a plan. And uh, yeah, on the right date in His perfect timing, then it's Him that draws. Yeah, we can't draw. Yes. But he draws. And he said, if we lift him up, so we just lift him up, and he draws all men unto him. And that's the generic term. Men are women. Boys are girls. Yeah. 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 Sometimes yeah. people just hear. And in them hearing, it, 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 it's like it triggers something in them, but God has touched that heart. And they gave them a heart of flesh. So now they can come to him. Ask him to live yeah. in their heart forever. Continue to seek him. Yeah, get in his word. And and sometimes, sorry, no, we don't understand. But as we Uh-oh. continue on, yeah, God bring understanding, he bring knowledge, and he bring wisdom. And so we mm-hmm. can walk better, upright before the Lord. Yes. Sounds like a plan. Yes, a great plan, great plan. <laughs> so we thank God yeah. this morning, yeah, that he is, it's him. It's him. Nothing of man, all of him. He used us in different ways. And a lot of times we let people uh, give, you know, put us on the pedestal or worship us. us. But no, no, no. You, you got to stop. I, I can't do that. You don't have right. to bring me water. I'm a bear. Now, I don't need all that. You can't bear my arms anyway. They spiritual. Right. And you can pray with right. me and speak life, you know, 
You can't bear my arms. Listen. Uh-uh. Yeah. Speak the truth now. Yeah. I don't need nobody bringing me water while I'm sitting in the pulpit look, looking deep and praise and worship going on. I'm a part of that. I don't have time for water. I'm not even thirsty. And if I get thirsty, show me where the water fountain is, I'll go get my own water. Yeah. I understand go. the respect. I understand the respect. But I'm not going to let you serve me too much because it's too easy uh-uh. for me to get, to get what they call the big head. Now I got people serving and I don't become God. Are you serious? Are you serious? Uh-oh. I got to watch as well as pray. And I got to stay humble and faithful unto him. I got to stay at his feet. I don't even want to look at his ankle. Just stay at them toes and that feet. Because <laughs> that was keeping you Got to keep you humble, brother. That will keep yes. you humble. Yeah, you get to look at the ankle, you want to look at the leg. Then you're looking at the knee and the thigh. Next thing you know, you up at the head and you want to be the head. Well, Christ Uh-oh. is the head. Yeah, he's the head of the True. church and the platform. So we have to be careful, have to be real careful and walk in humbleness. Yes, yes, I love it. I love That's it. True. That's true. Keep going now. Don't stop now. You got to go. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to finish up. But tell us where you're from one more time. I want to make sure I hear that clearly. Yeah, I'm in Washington, D.C. And I'm the host of uh, the Listening Room, D.C. Okay, and the Listening Room, Philly. Okay. Listening Room, D.C. Okay. And the okay. Listening Room, Philly. Okay, listen, room Philly. Okay, wait, let me write that down right quick. Because you know, uh, okay. we're, not, we're not as young as we used to be. <laughs> Who you talking? You talking to me at the same time? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm just the right age. Well, I'm, I'm right. talking. For, I'm talking for myself this morning. See, I done got a little bit, you know, a little bit wiser. So with wisdom come age, and uh, sometimes with age, you don't remember as much as you used to. And so it's best to write it down, and that way you can make it plain when you need to. Yeah. So Ooh. I thank God this morning. So yeah, I wrote that down. But uh, listening room DC and listening room Philly. Yeah. So I got that. Yeah. So I, yeah, so I, I do. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't talk on the radio. I play music. Okay. What time? I play jazz. Okay. Okay. Right. So we don't, we don't, like someone told me yesterday, okay. we don't do much talk and we do listening. Okay. Okay. Because okay. a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of people try to talk to God when you should be listening. All right. All right. I hear you. you. Yeah. You yep. A lot of people, done, they got earplugs on. They can't hear. Okay. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And you have to obey the word. You have to obey the word. Amen. Amen. Okay. So I heard people say all the time, you have to be lead. And I disagree with that word, be and lead. Okay. Because how could you be with such a great God and leave? How could you do that? Okay. 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 <laughs> that is the word, be and leave. But we, we don't want to be with God and leave. That, that don't work. Mm-hmm. But you know what I've learned, and I know there are backsliders, brother, because the word says so. But once you taste and you see that God is good and you continue to seek his face, you uh, continue seeking him because you found out he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. 
But where the backsliding come in and how they can leave is they stop seeking God and they start looking in the natural and seeking the things of the natural and trying to straighten Uh-oh. things out. So they leave God. But if you stay faithful yeah. to him, he even said this, right. he would give you a crown of life that would never fade away. But you got to stay with him and stay faithful. And when things happen, don't don't lean to your own understanding. You got to acknowledge him. Yeah. Lord, this happened. Not that he don't know, but we open our mouth and confirm from our own words. Lord, this is happening to me. Last week, boy, let me tell you, the enemy couldn't have been more busier. But I just kept right on going in stages. At one point, I got a little frustrated because I'm trying okay. to you know, help a family over here. And here you come. You just want to talk and keep, keep, keep. Now, I, I, I don't have time to play. <laughs> I got to get this family straight now. And you can tell yes. people these things, but they don't hear because what's on their agenda is on their agenda. But I saw the enemy at work, and I knew it. I called it out and went on about my business, and God blessed me. Woke up one morning to do the show here. Water running all out my yard. Uh, a sprinkler head had, had burst. Uh-oh. And I'm trying to figure out who to call. Look here, I just let it all go. And guess what? God just brought everything in. My neighbors on the <laughs> corner come and say, hey, your water running. Did you know you got water running? I don't see these people too often. And guess what okay. he did? He blessed me. I had a, a gift card. For 15 hours. I had that card for a month or so. The church okay. gave it to me, and I just never got around to sending it. So when I saw the two neighbors that come and told me about the water, because I didn't know, I said, hey, the man come to the car. He said, hey, how you doing? And his wife was waving. I said, listen, y'all take this and go out for coffee. I said, go and enjoy you some Starbucks. He looked at he said, oh, thank you so much. And he and his wife went on went on their merry way. So what I want to do for these two people, because they're like me, they, they don't they don't all ballot gapping through here and all of this. I decided, and I know it's the Lord, it's the time, it's the time. I decided to invite them for dinner, invite them over for dinner. And uh, I cooked the meal, and they can't bring nothing. Don't don't bring no wine, don't bring no bread, don't bring nothing. Just come. And and I know they enjoy the meal because it's homemade from scratch. Yeah. You see, grandmama cooking. Yeah. But that's the love in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, made with love. Yes, I, I like that too. <laughs> but this is the thing: when we serve others, and and see, it, it's a calling card. You get to see. If they know the Lord, or where they at, you know, with, with their walk with God, or have they considered Him? And it's a way to do okay. it where they're not offended. When you push people, that's what mess it up. And when you know that this person is doing something, I, I had a pastor like that. He come to your house on Saturday because me and I had a big family, eight children, and the woman next door she had five, and so we both were members of this church we attended. And he would come by on Saturday and over at her house they would be partying. Because that's where she come from. Me and my house, I'm cooking, doing laundry, cleaning, getting ready so that we could go to church on time the next morning. So when he would get to 
we would get to church on Sunday, he would preach on what he saw at that woman's house. Now, you know that made her feel mm-hmm. bad. And mm-hmm. so eventually, he, he would have to call her and force her to church. <laughs> she would not want to go over there and be Bible beat. And you know what I'm saying? Beat by the Bible. Because yeah, you saw what I'm doing. In loving kindness have I drawn thee. So, you know, sit her down. You and your wife, sit her down. And explain to her what the scriptures say. And let her know, this is not what pastor wants you to do. This is what the word of God says that we must do. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? I don't want you to think I'm Bible beating you or pushing on you or forcing you. You know? But this is what the word said. And I figured... You know, what I saw you didn't understand, so Pastor thought he would come and share this. But now he'll Bible beat her. And look, my daughter used to look at me, and I look at her and turn her head. I said, don't judge him. I used to tell her, don't judge your Pastor. Now. Pray for him and leave okay. him alone because he, he, he's not, he wants better for her. He just don't know how to go about to get it. See, I can yes. take walk, but everybody can't take walk. Who knows? People will cut your throat for telling them the truth. They don't like the truth. Uh oh. They can know it. They can know it's true, but they don't want to hear it. So sometimes the truth Speaking hurts. Of. The truth hurts, mm-hmm. but it will set you free if you can accept it. And if you learn to love truth, it will set you free. That's how I come out mm-hmm. telling everything about me because. It's the truth, and the enemy can't hold it over my head. Because, you know, if you sit back and tell people and and you sharing out in the public, you got a platform and all of this stuff, and you don't tell people about you, and then later on they find out, oh, no, I can't go back over there and fool with her no more. Uh Uh-uh, she used to say, dope, honey, that's the dope lady. Come on, Mm -hmm. you're a Christ. He's a new creature. Old things have Correct. passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Yeah. And so I'm grateful to God. Good morning to you, Code 602. God bless you this morning. I just had to say that while I saw it and remember, brother. But um, uh, you, 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 uh, you ain't doing okay. nothing wrong. Go ahead, no. All right. Yeah, I want to ignore you. Thank God for you coming by this morning. And any morning you're free, come by and join in with us. We're more than happy to have you. And uh, uh, okay. I want to read this right yeah. quick, right quick. Jeremiah 3.14, turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will make you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. But you got to come on back. Yeah. You got to come back to me. Yeah, and I can do all of this for you. All right. Uh, yeah. uh, area code 202, let me get. Uh, 206 right quick I mean 602 Alright Good morning 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 Okay, while while I'm thinking, I need that lady phone number that I talked to the other day. Oh, you talking remember? about uh, Sister Belinda? I, I can't remember her with name. I yeah, well, if you got her number, send it to me, please, sir. Yes, ma'am. I'm sending it right now. 
All right, just text it. Yes, ma'am. It's coming. Thank you, Mama. Thank you for opening my line. I appreciate you calling in, too, Priest. Thanks. I'm going back. Uh, no worries, man. Let me shout out All the right. 300 winning team members, man. We on it. Yes, sir. We stand up. Hey, we here. We came to invade your show, Mama. Oh, okay. It's, I'm good. I'm good. Because he's very respectful. Long as they yeah, man. Yeah, I ain't got no problems with him. Now they get unruly, I got to let him go. <laughs> Come on, well, man. If they, if they, if they get like that, I got... I got the broom and dustpan. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, well, you, you, you got the broom and dustpan. All right now. And Louis got the big, Louis got the big hammer where he just bam them right out. There you go. There you go. Right. Oh, my goodness. My, my spiritual brother, Ricky Love, one time we were doing a live uh, blog TV, and all these people came bombarding it and everything. I'm telling you, thousands were just flowing, flowing, flowing. And he was just knocking them out. He was just kicking them out. And it, it was like he just had a hammer and just bam, bam. Oh, <laughs> he was like, no, no, sister, we're not going to have the devil interrupted over here. They got to go. Yeah, witches, warlocks, all kind of, oh, my, the devil worshippers, all of that was just running through trying to distract, you know. And they didn't know me. You, you're not going to distract me with foolishness because I'm going to keep on doing what God called me to do in this hour. Yeah. And it's already a light today in Jesus' name. So, yeah, I'll, I'll tune in and see what you're playing over there, uh, priest, and uh, just move from there. Just move from there. It's all right. Oh, yeah. We're we doing it. We're doing it. We're doing conscious music. We want, we okay. want you to stay in the Lord. We want you to stay there and keep doing your message and all keep right. strengthening the people. Okay. Yes. So yes. I, I I gotta go and pretend to go to work. Okay. Okay. I just wanted. To, <laughs> I okay. Just wanted to Thank tune you in. so much for coming. Through. God bless right. you. Have a wonderful day. Thank, Thank you, Don. Thank you, Mom. All right. He said he going to pretend he working. <laughs> oh my goodness, kill himself. Now let's not pretend. Let's get on over and get it done. Brother Ron used to say. Well, I'm on my way to this place they call a job. I used to say to myself, Dad, he don't want to go. Ron ain't in the mood for that foolishness today. It used to be funny. One more announcement. Listen, if you like Michael Kors purses and wallets, yeah, they were trolls, Brother Lewis, trolls, yeah. If you like Michael Kors purses and wallets, uh, Give me a call or send me a text or email, and I'll try to text you what I got a connection to. Uh, some person, it's the real Michael Kors now. Some purses is $14. A wallet is $10, I think, $9. Because, you know, this kind of stuff, they want $235, $195 for a wallet. Oh, I don't even have $195 to go in the wallet. What are you charging me? That let me know that's not for me. That that's not my world. Walmart, Walmart got my world right over there. I need a purse. Now I got some purses in there. Name brand, thick, nice, made of quality material. But every now and then, ladies like a new purse. I know the ladies will agree. Every now and then, a purse come up. Some ladies like a lot of purses because they want purses to match. Everything that they wear. I'm just a one-person woman. I get a black purse right now. 
and Rocket Tilly can't rock no more until I have to put it in the closet because time is out for it. Yeah, I need to have the leather clean and, you know, store it. But look, Michael Kors got some beautiful purses, and uh, I got a connection, and they blessed me that I could get a purse, $13, $14, $10 wallets, $9 wallets, stuff like that, and for the ladies that would like it. And they have men bags, too. So if, if a man want a bag, he can get a bag. But men toting stuff, too, today. And one of the main things I've seen the brothers tote, because I asked him, I said, uh, what's going on? Because I knew he wasn't gay. I said, a man bag, well, he was like, uh, it's the thing nine plus, I need somewhere to uh, store my stuff. I said, well, what you do? He said, my wallet. I, I put my wallet in my man bag, and it's snug to him, so he keeps it close to his side. He said, I got mace in my bag, and uh I got that hot brass. <laughs> I said, oh, you toting a gun. He was like, hey, sister, men have to do what they have to do. Y'all walk the street, a man may attack you, but you may or may not get in a fight with a woman like that. Because most women, they mind their business. They mind on what they going to do. Men, sometimes they be up to some no good, you know, with another man, you know, like robbing him and uh, fighting him and recording it and all. He said, so... You know, I got this thing right here. I was like, oh, my goodness. We got to let the angels protect us, not not the government. Yeah, you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. Don't do it, brother. But he, And the bag was so nice, but it was cut so you knew it wasn't for a woman. Yeah, because I knew he wasn't gay. And he wasn't around here with no purse. No, he, he had that so he could hold that big gun and had it down. Yeah, big gun. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. He was like, isn't that pretty? Look at it. All silver and black like that. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, that ain't pretty to me. Yeah. So if there anyone else have something they would like to say, the studio is open. And I just want to make that Michael Core uh announcement. Good morning to you, Minister uh Shonda, and good morning to you again, Sion. Good morning to you, sister Irene. God bless you this morning. Each of you, and good morning to you, Sister Dante Goodman. God bless you. And uh, again, good morning, Don, and good morning to you, Sister Jerry. God bless you this morning. Thank God for each and every caller, each and every listener. And uh, Brother Anthony is not here today, and I am going to try and roll call just a little bit and get out of here. Good morning to you, Sister Mary Ann. God bless you, honey bunny. Good morning to you, Sister Simone, and Sister Melody Rose, my goddaughter Laura in Philadelphia. Good morning, Laura and Mr. Mason and Miss Deborah. Good morning to you, Alexis and uh, Sister uh, Rita. Good morning to you, Sister Diane, Sister Angela Foot, Sister Anna Lee Foot this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning to you, uh, Sister Sharon Slayton. God bless you this morning. God bless you. And good morning to you, Pastor David. I don't see him on the line, but he might listen later. God bless you, sir. Good morning to you, Sister Kim Hawks and uh, Sister Yvonne and our very own Apostle Claudia Boatwright. Good morning to you. Good morning again, Brother Louis, the man of the chat room. Thank you so much. Again, good morning to you. Uh, Ben, wait a minute, am I doing it right? Uh, Oh, Ben. Wait a minute, Barbara. 
T-H-E, or the Neon Nation. Good morning to you. I probably wrote something else in there wrong. That's why he probably didn't, uh, she didn't say nothing back. But good morning to you. God bless you. I, I want to greet you right in the chat room. Uh, good morning to you, Brother D and uh, Brother Anthony. I know Brother Anthony probably on that road burning it up. Because <laughs> he got to have it. Good morning, Brother Cal. And uh, good morning to you, Brother George West Perry. I heard from him in a minute. Praying every, all is well, Brother Lee Hamilton. Haven't heard of Lee Hamilton in a long time. Good morning to you, Brother Justin Gilmore. Oh, good morning to you, Marquez Griffin. When I see Brother Frank name, oh, yeah. Wow, that just triggered me. And uh, we just thank God. We just thank God today that uh, we know Brother Frank is resting. And uh, no worries, no troubles. Yeah, resting in the Lord and so we thank God for that. Good morning to you, Brother Mike Hawks. I wanted to make sure I've said that. Did you know I forget something right now? I got to write it down these days, I'm telling you. And it is already all right. And I hope I called everybody name. Everybody name. Yeah. God bless you this morning. I'm looking. I'm looking. I think I did. But anyway, Brother Anthony has been trying to get them all. He's been working on that thing. Oh, he's been working on it. Thank you, Brother Louis. Thank you so much. So listen, uh, if no one else has anything they would like to say, I will pray us out today. And we pray that God bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. All right. Let me tell him him or her. And uh, we'll go on from there and pray out. And again, like I said, pray that the Lord bring us back uh, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time. Y'all know I'm doing something in the O-N. Okay. All right. I'm almost done. I am almost done. There it is. Bam. I'm done. (laughs) All right. God bless you, Neo Nation. Thank God for you. All right. Let's pray. And then we'll go to our last song of the morning. And after this song... I won't be coming back today. God bless you. God bless you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for all that has been said and done today. Lord, we thank you for uh, Priest and Don coming through this morning. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And as we depart this morning, Father, we ask again that you would bless our household, bless our families, bless our friends near and far. And Lord, those that are lost, we ask that as we lift you up, Father, you will continue to draw all men unto you, for you wish that none should perish. And, Lord, we thank you for it, because we could have perished. But because you don't want us to, you made a way, and we thank you. Bless our going out today. Bless our coming in. Father, meet the need in our lives today, according to your riches and glory, by your Son, Christ Jesus. Oh, we thank you this morning. Can't thank you enough for another Memorial Day. And, Father, remember bereaved families today everywhere. Remember those soldiers that got lost. Lord, strengthen today in the name of Jesus and help us to celebrate in memory in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we ask it all this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another, in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality 
God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, May the 29th, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. We're going to that last song of the morning. And uh, Minister Shonda, if you get a chance, text me, and I know you're up and kicking and, you know, going about your day, and then I'll write you back. All right, we're going to this next one. You got to go there where they at. Oh, then be oh, bad and in the preachers. And watch the young people with their swag. And different things. You begin to learn how you got to adapt in order to win them. You got to learn how you got to go where they at in order to be able to reach them. So we're going to give you this one. This one is called, I Put God On. Okay. Anything that you may be going through, any situation that you may be facing, anything that you may be struggling with. Step outside of yourself Come on now. and put God on. Amen. 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 Look at Rick. Look at Rick. Look at Rick. Uh-huh. 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 Uh-huh.
forgotten. 